Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to the broadcast. It's a somewhat sobering day today. Of course, we will be returning to our discussion of Acts chapter 2 and the very first and one of the most impactful and powerful messages, gospel messages ever preached. This one was by the apostle, the, the disciple, Peter. But I say it's a sobering day because I just got word that a good friend of mine, a man that has invested much in me, has had hospice called in for him. He is spending his last few days on earth. Now, to be realistic, to make a practical application, you could say about all of us that we are all spending our last few days on earth. Some of us have more than others, and though by age, some of us would think we'd have many more years than others would. But this man, who has faithfully served God as a pastor and an evangelist, is truly in the last and waning days of his life. Now, thankfully, he knows the Lord is his Savior. He's on his way to heaven. I'm saddened by the fact that I will no longer be able to call him for advice, for counsel, just to enjoy some time spent in fellowship with a man that has done much for me in multiple facets of my ministry and life. What it does, though, this occurrence, though if I could change it, I would, what it does is bring to mind the frailty and the feebleness of human life and the need and the requirement of spreading the blessed gospel of Jesus Christ far and wide. Because there are so many that are on death's door, whether they know it or not, that do not know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. As we continue on, that brings to mind a gospel track that we produce here at Bible Tracks Incorporated called Peace in Terminal Illness. Now, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, This gospel track that we put out free of charge and have done so for decades may not be the right gospel track for every occurrence of your life. Maybe when you're going through the drive-thru at McDonald's, maybe this is not the gospel track to use. But if you have a friend or a family member like my friend or family member, but the main difference is that that person does not know Jesus Christ as their Savior, or you're not sure if they do or not, Maybe you should order some of this gospel tract. We will rush it to you as quickly as we can. Not only will we print it for free, we will ship it to you for free as well. We won't charge you for the packaging or the handling. None of those things because our job, our desire, what we've done by the grace of God and the generous giving of God's people for over 83 years is to give gospel tracts like this to you for free. Peace in Terminal Illness was written by our founder, Evangelist Paul Levine, who wrote this on June 29th of 1995, a doctor said to me, you have cancer. It has spread to your spine and ribs. And he says this, so I know how you feel if you have a terminal illness. No one is prepared to receive that kind of report. At first, the news is so shocking, you can't realize the full meaning of it. You walk out of the doctor's office in a daze, and it's devastating. Unless... Unless you know that you know that you know that when you leave this life, you will go straight to heaven. And Paul Levine asked this question, can we really know that for sure? The answer is yes, friend. And I'd love to talk to you more about it. You could text me directly if you have questions or you'd like to know the link so that you could order this gospel track. I can send you the exact link you need. You won't even have to put in your credit card information to order it. You can text me at 309 316 
Let me tell you this right now. This is an outstretched hand from someone that cares about you and your eternal soul. 309-316-7240. I'd love to talk to you about your need of a Savior. We have had multiple people over the last few months let us know that they've accepted Christ as a result of what they have heard on this broadcast. I'm going to ask you to stick around if you would, but if you know you have a need for a Savior, why don't you just text me right now? Once again, the number is 309-316-7240. Whether you are struggling with a terminal illness or not, we are all struggling with the fact that life is terminal. We all have an appointment with death. Let's get it settled, our eternal destiny, before it's too late. Now let's turn to the book of Acts, chapter number 2. The book of Acts, chapter number 2. I would be remiss if I did not mention that you could order that gospel tract, Peace and Terminal Illness, on our website, BibleTracksInc.org. I don't believe I mentioned that. BibleTracksInc.org, you can order it that way as well. Acts, chapter number 2. We've given a short introduction to the human author, the human pen of the book of Acts, the physician known as Luke. We talked about who he addressed this to, and we know that this book and the Bible really was given for our admonition, for our relationship with Jesus Christ, and so we take it for ourselves as well. And the book of Acts, chapter number two, recounts Peter preaching one of the very first gospel messages ever given to a lost and dying world. He answers the derision of the mockers who questioned the uh, soberness of those that were preaching. And in verse number 15, we pick up here. For these, Peter says, are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Let's pause there for just a moment. The speed with which Peter introduced scripture in his sermon could be and should be a model to all preachers. Here's what I mean by that. In verse number 16, he barely gets into his message before he references the prophet Joel. He doesn't waste any time relying on the canon of scripture for his message here. He didn't waste time. The focal point of the message was Christ, and Peter went to the book, the word. That's the book with a capital B, the word with a capital W, for his starting point. Many a sermon has been preached based upon the opinion, charisma, humor, and illustrations or anecdotes of man. The most powerful, though, the most impactful, though, have at their core the holy word of God. All the rest, though useful as window dressing, should not usurp scripture as the foundation of preaching. Peter, he recognized this and started his sermon correctly. The issue of the seeming drunkenness of Peter's compatriots was not left unexplained. This phenomenon was tied into the prophet Joel's writings. The mention of the powerful works that Joel wrote about probably put the people much more at ease. And this occurrence of tongues was not a work of the devil, but of God. And Peter explains that. Drawing the net on the Jews in attendance was the goal of the message. You see, I heard an illustration recently of a very wise man asking a young evangelist, When, during a message, does the invitation start? 
the immediate answer off the top of your head might be, well, in a normal church service, the invitation is at the conclusion of the message. But that was not the correct answer. The invitation begins as soon as the first word is uttered. Drawing the net, the invitation towards a decision should be the entire sum and emphasis of a message that is preached. And that is something that Peter is doing here. His goal is to bring these Jews to a point of decision, waxing eloquent or building a following for his own popularity and attacking the issues of his audience was not on Peter's mind. He pursued authentic discourse. He wished to communicate the authoritative gospel of Jesus Christ. So we see that Peter, two verses in, verse number 15, he answers the derision of the Jews. He provides authentic discourse, not based upon himself in verse number 16. And then he produces accessible documents, Acts 2, 17 through 21, that we just read. Peter met the Jews where they were, with scripture that they knew and accepted. He was relevant to his time to who he was speaking to. He recalled a passage that the people in attendance were familiar with and would receive as true. Now, I know the prophet Joel is probably not as familiar to you as it would be to these Jews that were assembled before Peter, and we could take the time. We won't for time's sake. We could go back and look at exactly what he's saying here. Really, what Peter does is quote almost word for word what the prophet Joel said, and this was very accessible to these Jews because they knew and respected the prophet Joel. And Peter was wise enough and led of the Holy Spirit enough that he decided to use that as a launching point, a springboard, where he can meet them on their level, these Jews who were, for certain, standoffish and slightly hostile to what he had to say. Joel, too, when read in context, dealt with the end times, but Peter applied this passage to the current age of the church as he saw it some 2,000 years ago. The idea that the Holy Spirit was available for all to partake in was mind-blowing and mind-boggling to the Jews. In Old Testament times, the pouring out of the Spirit was a very rare occurrence, available only to a select few, but Peter told the people that anyone could be indwelt. Peter says, And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my Spirit. This prophecy coming true right before the Jews' eyes, must have filled them with wonder. Probably they were thinking, I'm flabbergasted. This is something I never thought I would see in my time. If this prophecy was true, maybe they started to become frightened as Peter went on to quote, And I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. What was that day of the Lord? It was a day of judgment. How scary it must have been to be told that people will be held accountable for how they respond to the living God. Now we've covered verses 14, 15, 16, 17, all the way down through verse number 21, where Peter says, And it shall come to pass, that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I told you the invitation started very early in the message, and Peter begins right here. But that we see next an accusation of damnation. After he settles their minds at ease about the soberness of those that are speaking, 
and this amazing miracle of a gift of tongues. After you provide some authentic discourse and accessible documents uh, to the prophet Joel, someone they would recognize and respect, there's an accusation of damnation. I'll read it and we'll close for the broadcast today. Ye men of Israel, in verse 22, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him, being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken, and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. This is very interesting to the Jews, and I'm sure a cause for pause. Let's make sure we join back in the Bible Track Echoes radio broadcast tomorrow and Friday. Don't go anywhere. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him. <music>